grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Seated. Trinity Sunday. Why does God make himself known in a Trinitarian form? The goal of God, creator of all things, is the salvation of man, his most prized creation. So how is the Trinity helpful? In our reading from Isaiah 6, the seraphim cry out, Holy, holy, holy. It is a Trinitarian refrain. We sing it in our liturgy and the Sanctus and the Divine Supper, and we sang it in our opening hymn. But what does it mean? In Hebrew, the word holy means separate. The Holy One of Israel is separate from his people in his perfection, power, might, loving kindness, and many other characteristics. This is why Moses was told to remove his sandals in the presence of the burning bush. He was on holy ground, ground set apart for God who was set apart. For the same reason, the people of Israel were not to go near or approach the mountain when God appeared to Moses in the cloud on Mount Sinai. It, was, it too was a holy place and set apart. The Holy One of Israel is perfect and uncompromising in his expectations of faithfulness from his people. Anything less brings destruction and death. After the fall in the Garden of Eden, this became really far beyond a major problem. It was a matter of life and death. After the fall in the Garden of Eden, this be, I'm sorry, I read that sentence twice. They were cast out and away from their holy God in, whom, uh, in whose image they had been made. Their sin, the sin of man, ruined it. When Isaiah was in the presence of God, he cried out, Woe is me! Why would he cry out, woe is me? He knew it was all over. He stated it himself. For I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Remember the translation for woe? It's not really official in the Lutheran lexicon, but essentially it means you're done it's all over. You might as well go play on traffic on I-465 at rush hour. Have a nice day. This is what Isaiah recognized, and it was due to him having no standing on which to be in the presence of God Almighty. Exodus 33:20 declares no one may see God and live. It was the same reason impure people were barred from the temple in Jerusalem. By the grace of God, Isaiah is not to remain unclean, his sin is to be atoned for. It is not by any of his own doing, though. He is struck with fear in the middle of a wet pants moment, we might say. It is the work of God done through one of the seraphim that flies to Isaiah with a burning coal from the altar, touches it to his lips, making his, unlips, his, his unclean lips clean. I remember the accounts of a few of my friends growing up that had their lips cleaned from time to time. It was not with fire, but in the moment, probably just as terrible, soap was applied. Not just, I mean, it was just plain old bar soap. Back in the day, it was probably Dial or Cam A. Nice on the body, nasty between the teeth. It was meant to be cleansing, albeit in a bit of a punishing way. But there was no punishment in the fiery hot coal from the altar. It was pure cleansing. We don't have an account of the Isaiah going, ah! No, it was grace, total grace, that removed guilt from Isaiah. His sin was atoned for. 
It allowed an unholy Isaiah to be in the presence of holy, holy, holy God. It set Isaiah apart. Three holies, not one. According to Ambrose, it is invocative of the Trinity. He writes of the seraphim, They say it not once, lest you should believe that there is but one. Not twice, lest you should exclude the Spirit. They say not holies in a plural sense, lest you should imagine there is plurality. But they repeat three times and say the same word, that even in a hymn you might understand the distinction of persons of the Trinity and the oneness of the Godhead. And while they say this, they proclaim God. It has always been God, <coughs> excuse me, it has always been God who has made it so that he could dwell with his people and they with him, as ungodly as they may be. He gave them ways of atonement with laws and sacrifices. He did so to remove the obstacles of sin that separated them from God. He showed them his power and might to save in his moving every obstacle from in front of them as they escaped Egypt. He even protected their firstborn from death with the blood of the lamb on their doorpost and the lentils. Salvation is always on God's terms, the narrow way. If Isaiah had reached for a coal from the altar to try and cleanse himself, he would have died. But God made a way. When was the last time your mouth was washed out with soap? Or should it have been, possibly it was your eyes that needed a good washing, or your hands. In the hospital, we always washed our hands continuously, and you probably have too in the past few months. On occasion, someone there had to wash out their eyes. And I once saw someone on night shift that needed a literal mouth washing. It was filthy in the hospital sense. But we are all filthy with sin. Like Isaiah entering the heavenly realms, we entering here should be crying out, Woe is me, for I am a man or woman of unclean lips. Holy, holy, holy. Separate, separate, separate. It's because of God's holy, separate nature that he has cleansed us. He did it through the absolution you received at the beginning of the service. The forgiveness of your sins and mine. The absolution received was not because of your pastor's holiness, no, far from it. It was because of and for the sake of the holy, innocent, suffering death of Christ, the second person of the Trinity, who, as we confessed in the Creed, came down from heaven and was made man. This is the focus of the Creed we use today, the confession that Jesus, the Christ, is both God and man, God come down from heaven to suffer and die for our sins and to be raised again. Isaiah's sins were forgiven by the promise that was to come, that was Jesus. There is no other forgiveness. All true forgiveness is in Christ, because only forgiveness in the name of Jesus cleanses us from our sins. When we forgive one another, our children, our spouse, our neighbor, it should be in the name of Jesus. It is only by his blood that we are cleansed. Which brings us to the third holy, the Holy Ghost, which we receive in our baptism. In our creed, we confess that it is by the work and power of the Holy Spirit that we are given faith in God. We confess that we are called by the gospel, enlightened with his gifts, sanctified and kept in the true faith in Christ's church by the power of the Holy Spirit. We too are set apart to be holy before God. All three persons of the Trinity, one God, working together for the salvation of us, creatures that God has made to be his own and to know him. 
It is so that we may live, not separated by sin and eternally lost, but be forgiven for the sake of his Son and kept in faith until death by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that we may be raised, body and soul, to eternal life with Christ on the last day. This past week, there are several of our members and their relatives that have looked very closely at the possibility of death due to illness. It has been their own life, the life of parents and siblings, and several have, in fact, entered their eternal rest in Christ. Thanks be to God that through his power and might, the loving work of the Trinity, that death is no longer separation from God, but being set apart from the world, made holy. It's an eternal joining of all believers in Christ in that same song with the seraphim, as we are set apart with God, having been made holy in Christ Jesus. The Athanasian Creed ends with what sometimes is a frightening few lines. It, it says, At his coming, all people will rise again with their bodies and give an account concerning their own deeds. And those who have done good will enter into eternal life. And those who have done evil into eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith. Whoever does not believe it faithfully and firmly cannot be saved. read that a lot of times and it was kind of disturbing. I mean, have you done good? Or are you like Isaiah? Woe is me. By the power of the Holy Spirit, faith has been given to you, and you have been set apart, and you have made holy, through word and sacrament, not of your own works, lest you should boast. As Christians, our boasting is in Christ Jesus for us. He has won the battle against sin and death and the devil. The only good the Father wishes to see in us is faith in his Son. It is from that faith that all other good works flow. So have no fear, little flock. Your sins are forgiven and atoned for, not with hot coal from a fire, but with the precious, innocent body and blood of Christ given up for you, for your sins. Thanks be to God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.